you don't need to be every place. You just need to be where your customers are looking. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive, and I'm really excited about this edition to be honored to host Tom Schwab. Tom Schwab is a digital marketing and brand expert. Tom, welcome to the personal branding podcast show. Bernard, I am thrilled to be here and I love to talk about branding and personal branding because uh, it has changed so much in the digital age and it's a great, great time to be alive. Exactly. I really believe that that this is really an age of brands or individual personal brands. And you've been in the system for decades now into digital marketing and branding. Can you really delve a little bit into your background, who Tom Schwab is, what he does and all that? Well, who your uh, brand is? <laughs> You, you said that so nicely. It's like, yes, I'm old. I've been around for quite a while. And I always say that, you know, uh, I started out as an engineer. My first job out of college was running nuclear power plants in the Navy. And so with that, it really caused me to look at things differently. You know, I look at as a, at, at the world and branding uh, more through an engineer's eyes. So I look at it as what's the process, what's the tools, how we can continually improve it. And later on in life, I, I went into business, went into marketing and, and understood that side. But I think as a heart, at heart, I always look at things as, as an engineer and solve problems that way. And I, I think with that, the, the branding, um, goes together with that, whether or not you're trying to, to brand a company or brand your, your person. Um, you know, what tools can you use? Um, with, what feedback can you get? You know, I always say the, the only experts in this world are your customers. You know, I've got an opinion. Bernard's got an opinion. Your mom's got an opinion. You know, my mom loves everything I do. But ultimately, in the digital age, your customers are telling you all the time what they love and what they loathe. So from that standpoint, uh, you can listen to them and, and give them more of what they like and stop giving them what they don't, which is so important to um, to building your brand. Let's kick start with this. And as you mentioned, that the customer is always uh, saying things that we can learn to help enhance our brands and our business. The question that has been in the system or that we've been and said that the customer is always right. Do you believe that you buy into that? And how do, do we relate that into our personal and business brand in, in relating to customers and clients? I would put a, a qualifier on that, Bernard. I would say your ideal customer is mm. always right, not just any customer. Because uh, I look back and I always say the worst business advice I ever got was from my grandfather. And <laughs> it's the only thing that old Irishman ever told me that was wrong. I loved him dearly. But when I was in, in college, he told me, always choose carefully who you drink with because you can't choose who you work with. Now, for him in that day and age, he was a mechanic in a small town. That was his reality. That's not our reality, especially if we're online. You can choose very carefully who you want to work with. You know, those people that excite you, that you do your best work for, and also um, those people that get the most value from you. 
So you can just focus on your ideal customer. So if a, if one customer comes and says, I think you should do this, and they're not your ideal customer, they could actually be pulling you away. They could be, you know, not an expert, but uh, uh, sort of a heretic almost in telling you what to do. So uh, let me give you an example. I, mm. Before before we talked here, I, I mentioned about my, my youngest daughter. She's 17. And um, she came to me one time and she says, Dad, you need to be on Instagram. Now, Bernard, Bernard, this was probably, oh, probably about six years ago. And I knew what Instagram oh. was, but it was still early. And the only people that were using Instagram at that time that I knew were my daughter and her friends. And none of my customers were using it. So she came and, you know, she told me, oh, be on Instagram. And it would have been really easy to go, oh, that's the newest thing. But she wasn't my customer. For me to go there, uh, it wouldn't have helped my customers. It wouldn't have helped my brand. You know, if anything, it probably would have been a little bit creepy for me and all of my daughter's friends to be hanging out on Instagram. So I think you have to be careful on which customer you listen to. Um, is it is it your ideal customer or is it just somebody uh, that has an opinion? Uh, so the key phrase is ideal customer. You must listen to your ideal customers. So let's begin always, I say, from the beginning. Briefly, let's let uh, listeners know what branding is and what personal branding is. Then look at how starting your brand in a digital phase on the Internet. So what is branding in, in brief and a personal brand accents in this particular age? I think branding comes from letting people know who you are. I think um, the best answer I ever heard from it was from a, a religious perspective. And they, they said that each one of us is unique. You know, there's no copy of anybody. Mm-hmm. So what branding is, is branding is accentuating those talents, those gifts, who you are. And you can, if you try copying somebody else's brand, um, you'll never be authentic to it. So to me, my brand is, is trying to accentuate who I am, my, my strengths, my weaknesses, my flaws. Uh, there's probably a reason I'm on podcasts right now and not on television because I've looked at myself in the mirror. I've got a face for podcasts. But I think with all of that branding, it's really just telling people who you are, what you believe in, what your values, and if they resonate with that, if you're right, they're your ideal customers, that's great, and that will draw them to that. If they don't, that's fine. It doesn't mean they're bad people. Mm. It's just that we're not a good fit on that. All right. I think your definition reminds me of a quote by one wise man. He said that we are all born originals, but many die as duplicates. <laughs> and, and bad duplicates at that. <laughs> Great. So, Tom, let's look at the essence of personal branding in this digital age. Why the need? Well, because people will find you in the digital age, right? So right now you're hearing Tom Schwab, and I'll I'll give you a hint. It's in Kalamazoo, Michigan. If somebody hears my voice and says, huh, I wonder what he looks like, Uh they're going to go on to Google right now, and they're going to search it. And what they find is the brand that, that they judge me by. So, um, you have to be intentional with that. So if you go onto my LinkedIn profile, you know, do you see a, a professional picture? Do you see, you know, how I can help you? Um, if you go onto, to Facebook, you know, what do you see? Uh, if you go onto Facebook, you're going to mostly see pictures of my, my granddaughter. She's the cutest two year old in the world. But 
with that, we've got to make sure that we've got our personal brand out there because people are continually looking and they're going to find something. And it's either going to be what you intentionally put out there, sort of your best foot forward, or it's going to be something else. And uh, unfortunately, now with the personal brand, if you're not intentional and and get out there, you could be confused with someone else. Um, you know, I think it was uh, David Meerman Scott that once said, once said, you are what you publish online. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's... He was a great example. You know, he went by, uh, Dave Scott his entire life. Well, once the digital age came along, he needed to go to David Meerman Scott just so that uh, people didn't get confused with him and, uh, you know, the, the guy that shows up on, you know, America's Most Wanted by the name of Dave Scott. Mm, that's, that's, that's true. And someone once said that uh, even now parents are googling, I mean, their, the dates of their, their their children to find out who they are before they even <laughs> let them hang out with them. <laughs> oh, tr- tr- true, and it's 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 social it's social proof. And uh, as we work with with different clients that are on podcasts and helping grow their business as a podcast guest, that's one of the things that we always say that what people find online. Will that build their trust in you or will it destroy their trust in you? And that's what we're all doing, right? Um, in a small community, it used to be I could, I could go over to the, the kid I went to high school with and say, Hey, what do you know about, uh, Bernard? Um, and he's like, Oh, he's, he's good, you know? Well, now we don't know each other. I mean, um, we're in, in different sides of the, the Atlantic Ocean here, but I can go on really quickly. And I honestly, I did before, um, before we got on this, uh, I looked at your LinkedIn profile. You probably looked at mine and I found out, oh, we've got a mutual friend in Dan Miller. So there's that credibility and that, that association, uh, really helps your brand. That, that is true. Association. So at, at this point, uh, let, let's begin to help someone listening now. The person says that, um, I want to start building an authentic, a professional brand online. Which tool should I begin with? You mentioned LinkedIn a couple of times. Where do I begin building my brand online? Well, I would say you should always move to the direction of your customer, your ideal customer. So ask where are people going to be looking for you? If your ideal customer is... um, you know, somebody that's in their, their teens or their twenties, they're not going to look on LinkedIn. They'll, they'll look on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And if you don't exist there, you don't, you may not exist. You know, if you're focusing more on, uh, the female audience, maybe more Pinterest. Uh, the funny part is, is now if you're, it's more of a, an older audience, maybe it's Facebook, but I would always say you don't need to be every place. You just need to be where your customers are looking. So from that standpoint, if you don't know, um, you could look up their profiles and see where they are on on social media, and that give you a good uh, advice uh, or a good starting point. The other thing is that if you've got some great customers right now, um, talk to them. You know, send them a uh, take them out to for a cup of coffee, or if you you know don't live in the same city, send them a gift card so they can buy your own their own cup of coffee, and you could talk to them for five, ten, twenty minutes. And just ask them questions like that. You know, where do you, where do you go to check things out online? You know, what, what, uh, what kind of authority sources do you look at? And I think that will give you great insight of what you need to do and where you need to be. Um, but I would just say be very intentional with it. Um, as opposed to just saying, this is the newest platform. I need to be on that because, uh, you can't be at 
all places at all times. Um, and you don't need to be, you know, um, I, I think if we look at some of the people that your listeners may know, um, but like before I said Dan Miller, not a lot of people know him, but in his community, he's well known. Yeah. You know, Seth Godin. Seth Godin is very well known in his community, but I'd say probably 95% of the people in the world, if you showed them a picture of the bald man with yellow glasses and asked him who it was, they would have no idea. <laughs> so, so with that, you don't need to be, you don't need to be popular by, by everybody, just the people that matter. So, you know, your ideal customers. I think that's a very important point. That's one of the things that most people miss out when they're starting their digital brand because they want to be on every platform. Now, and, uh, and Snapchat is really thriving well, so they want to jump to Snapchat every platform. But you must be where your ideal customers are. That is the key point. I really like that. Well, I can't say that I figured that out the first time, Bernard. Um, there's probably some some platforms that I started on and just realized that you know this is this is like uh, me advertising in the desert. There's there's nobody here, so why am I here? One of the things that comes up in um, personal brands and, and p- picking platform where your ideal clients or customers might be is the, the question is is uh Personal websites still relevant uh, as compared to social media pages. Uh, definitely, um, I, I, I think you always have to have a home base for people to go to. Um, trying to just have your profile on um, on rented land, if you will, if you build your entire business on or your pre- uh, profile on Facebook or even LinkedIn, that's dangerous because they could change the, the rules at any time. Um, what if all of a sudden somebody else claims that, you know, they were the first one to get your name and, and you, and they ban your account or somebody hacks your account and starts putting up, um, uh, questionable things. All of a sudden your, your account could be wiped out. You know, you could be wiped out your entire presence online. So that's why I tell people it's always important to have some kind of home base. Um, when my uh, my granddaughter was born a couple of years ago, when they were picking out the name for her, uh, they had a couple picked out. And one of them I said, oh, don't get that one because that name's already taken. I wanted to give her her, in, her name, her URL for, uh, for, for a gift, and, and she, ha- she has that one. Wow. But uh, it's important to have that and a place to send people back to, um, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn, but uh, if I'm going to put stuff up there uh, that like resources that you can find, things that we talk about on this show, I'm going to want them to have them back on my you know company page uh, or my company website or my personal website. That being said, uh, you know, advertise where the people are. So I always say like if you're doing a blog, if you're doing a video post, put it where people can find it. Um, so if you do a video, sure, have it on your own site, but you know, if your customers are on Facebook, put it on Facebook. If, if you do a blog and your customers are on LinkedIn, for heaven's sakes, put it up there on, on LinkedIn, uh, on their pulse so that people can find it. You know, ultimately, um, marketing is starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal customer. And so you want to start that conversation where they are to make it easier for them, um, and, and I think there's, you know, with the digital age, there's great ways to do that. Well, one of the things that I, I, I said I, that you, you don't build permanent structures on rented lands. 
<laughs> Amen. <laughs> Especially when you have no contract. Uh, they, they, they can change those rules at any time. And uh, none of us actually uh, read the rules. Um, all we know is yeah, we click. I agree. That is so true. Uh, someone said that um, now the golden rule is he who has the gold makes the rule. So that if is the owner of the platform, he has the right to make rules and adjustments, like you mentioned, any time, any day. So it may affect you that if you don't own something on your own, as for your brand or business. And if you built your entire business, say on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn came back and said, you know, we're changing these rules. We want an affiliate commission. We want um, uh, you to pay for traffic. Uh, you're pretty much stuck. And if you think about it, that's sort of what Facebook did. You yeah. know, people used to do Facebook business pages and, uh, you know, they got to all their customers and then Facebook said, well, if you'd like to get all your customers, we've got this thing's called a promoted, promoted post that you can buy. And that really changed people's rule or their business models. Mm-hmm. That that is right. And then Tom Schwab, as you keep mentioning about ideal customer client, what are some of the pointers or ways for individual brands to find their ideal customers online? Sure. Um you can do some of this, you know, um yourself. Just thinking of, okay, where, who is my ideal customer? How do I describe them? And not just the, the demographics, which is the stuff that, you know, is sort of the, the, the data that a, a government would know about you, you know, your age, your, your uh, gender, your, your education, but more of the psychographics too of, you know, how do you make decisions? Who influences you? What publications do you read? What are your fears? What are your aspirations? Putting all of that information together. Then you can start looking and saying, okay, who influences this person? Where would they be? What are their fears about my industry? So you can, you can take an educated guess there on your ideal customer. But I would say the best source of information is your ideal customer now to ask them things and, um, and get feedback that way directly from them. Um, that's a way to do it. And, and the other thing is that know that you're not going to get your ideal customer the first time. You know, a lot of times we start with, um, uh, with ideal, you know, with, with all customers. I want to serve everybody. And then after a while you realize, you know, there's some that I do better with, um, than others. And at that time you can start narrowing it down. Um, Mike, I'm sorry, I always mess up his last name, but he, he wrote a book called the, the, the pumpkin plan. And I always loved this one. I highly recommend it. You know, find the biggest pumpkin and just start cutting off the the smaller pumpkin so all the growth goes to that. And, you know, in our business, that doesn't mean, you know, fire, you know, all of your customers right away. But definitely don't bring on more customers that aren't ideal. Um, and I think the more ideal customers you, you deal with, um, the more you'll know where to find them. Finding my ideal customer. How do I constantly maintain good relationship with my ideal customer to help my brand thrive? Sure. And I think, I, I think we've got to, dis, to focus on the relationship. I mean, how do you, re, do, do you maintain a relationship with anybody? Mm, okay. It's through, it's, it's through communication. Um, it's not by just talking to them, um, but also interacting with them. 
asking them questions. Um, I think too often um, we use social media as a microphone as opposed to headphones. You know, so I, I'm always amazed that when people put out content, um, they'll post a blog that's like a statement, but there's no question at it. Like, Bernard, what do you think of this? You know, I'd love your feedback. Um, putting up a question there, and that's really gets that engagement. And that also provides you the feedback. Um, you know, sometimes the more intimate the discussion, the better. Um, and I think you have to know where your audience is. So if your audience is, is listening or reading blogs, well, then put blogs out there. But if your audience isn't, um, you know, reading as many blogs as they used to, and, and I don't think that a lot of people are, find out where they are. Are they watching Facebook videos? Well, then be on Facebook. If they're listening to podcasts like all your listeners are right now, well, then try to get on podcasts. Either start your own, which, you know, is tough. Anybody that says doing a podcast is easy uh, has never done one or never done it at all. And my hat's off to you, Bernard, on this. So if you don't want to, to start a podcast, well, look at the strategy of, hey, is there podcast that my ideal customers are already listening to that I could go on as a guest, as an expert, as some way to, to offer value to them there? Um, and I think that's how you really keep the relationship going. Um, you know, same way we keep a relationship going with, with any other person, keep the communications going. So the key thing is to, to engage our, our, our customers to keep the conversation going. Then we can get feedback. We, we put it back in the system and the cycle keep going. Ex- exactly. And, uh, um, they'll teach you more than you know. <laughs> I like that. They'll teach you more than you know. One one of the things I did past few weeks is one of my uh, upcoming book on uh, how to repair your broken brand reputation is I asked I I asked uh, the audience on Facebook which cover they prefer and I got tons of tons of feedbacks a lot of feedbacks uh, from just that post those who never or might have been commented or suggested anything did that because I asked a question very much so and um. I think that's from you being vulnerable too, mm-hmm. of no, uh, of putting out there that you're authentic, that um, you're you don't have all the answers, um, that you're you're like them. We're learning as we go. Um, somebody, it was Ken Davis, uh, who's a, a comedian here in, in the United States, and uh, he made the point one time. He said, "There's nothing that will ruin your relationships more." with friends, family, and in business than trying to keep up the air of perfection. And he realized that, you know, everybody knows you're not perfect. You know, it's sort of that emperor has no clothes. And that if you try to, if you try to be perfect, um, you know, it will ruin your relationships. You know, either you'll have some people trying to point out that you're not perfect. Some people thinking that you're a fake, um, you know, so just just being real and open to that, and I think that's one of the the things that I love about podcasts too. I think they're more authentic than even video, because if if I'm doing a video, I've got my my video shirt on, I've I've got my my script, I've practiced it. It may be the first cut you see, it may be the the fifth cut you see, but it's all very scripted. And, and professional from that standpoint. And there's a place for those. But I think when you get on a podcast, it's almost like you're just hearing Bernard and I have this conversation. And there are, 
there are ums, there are uhs, um, there are things that, that are real. And you can hear somebody's sort of, you know, train of thought on that. And I think that's very endearing to people to get them that know, like, and trust and to build that relationship with them. And, you know, even to earlier on when I had mentioned that uh, I had started on some platforms that was like advertising in the desert. You know, I, I won't tell you I've been perfect every time, but uh, uh, I, I learn from my mistakes and uh, uh, help other people learn from my mistakes too. So you don't have to make your own costly ones. So what, I think that's one of the few challenges people find because in an era where personal brands have become very important, many folks want to put out themselves out that they had a perfect situation, they had a perfect every aspect, don't want to be vulnerable because they think that will rather um, it may mean not help their brand so they want to put as much as positive stuff there not in any way to get people engaged in what they do yeah and it's um i think that's hard for people to to relate to you you know as, as we go on podcasts and help our clients go on podcasts we really see that there's three types of experts you know there's an an expert that's got the um the phd they're the the intellectual expert then you've got the expert that maybe be the the veteran. You know, this person that's been doing it 40 years, um, and they've got great stories to tell. But then the third type of expert is sometimes just this person that's that's going along the journey with you. They're trying to to they have the same questions as their audience. They're they're looking for the same answer, and they're seen as a leader amongst them. And it's funny as we we go through and look at which kind of expert works best on podcasts, we find that, you know, that person that's going along on the journey or the veteran oftentimes does better than the person up in the, the ivory tower with the, the PhDs, <laughs> large, largely because they can't relate to the people. They just, uh, um, they don't, they don't see their struggles the same way. Uh, so, so with that, I think, you know, the more authentic and real you can be in your brand, the more you'll draw your ideal customers and repel those customers that may not be ideal. Tom, is having you being in the podcast field and also helping podcasters get uh, clients and and get, can you really tell us a little bit of, about um, if a listener wants to uh, enter or get into the podcasting uh, arena? What are the few tips you just want to help them get started with? Sure, and um, I've got a there's a, a a list. It's nine nine secrets or nine tips to get booked on your first podcast, and um, I'll, I'll touch on a couple of them here. But anybody that wants all of those, um, just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash branding, and we'll put everything that uh, Bernard and I talked about there. But there's a couple right. things, and I think the first thing is to realize that you have something to offer. A lot of people are scared to get on that first podcast because they'll say, well, I'm not the expert. No, but you're an expert, right? If you've got something to share with somebody, you should do that. And, um, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, claim to be everything. So with that, you know, look, have some confidence in yourself, then start to follow ideal podcasts. And none of us like a cold call. So just pick out, you know, five podcasts that um, uh, that you think your ideal customers would be listening to. Follow them. Make you know, listen to a few of the podcasts. Um, follow them on on social media. Leave them a review on iTunes. I guarantee you that host will know who you are after doing that. 
And then you earn the right to introduce yourself. And not that I would like to be on your podcast, but here is some information that I think could help your um, your podcast, help your listeners. Because really, if, if you want to be on a podcast, your number one goal is to make the podcast host look like a genius for having you on, mm-hmm. right? You should be offering so much value that every listener is going, wow, thank you for introducing me to this person. And that's really what it is. And it's, um, you know, if anybody's read that, uh, book by Gary Vaynerchuk, um, jab, 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 yeah, right hook. Uh, I might have missed a couple jabs on that, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I see that the same way. It's like serve, 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 ask, you know, so you should be going on, on podcasts and saying, you know, here's things that I can help you. Um, uh, here's another resource. There's a 30 minute training we've got. It's just a video training that explains the entire process that, that we use. It's totally free. You can do it on your own. Um, and it's just basically a six step process to get on podcasts and then have a great interview, turn listeners into visitors and visitors into leads. So just offering stuff like that where, um, you're not selling anything. You're just trying to help people and, and build that relationship. And if you do that long enough, there'll be some people that will say, you know, boy, I could use some help doing this or, you know, how we've built interview valet is really people going, I understand it. You've shared all this information, but I really want somebody else to just do it all for me. You know, I want to be the guest and let you take care of the rest. And, and so that's really how it works out. And even those people that may not be an ideal customer, they may be so impressed by you on a podcast that they'll tell somebody that is an ideal customer that, Hey, you need to, to listen to the personal branding show. Bernard's got a great show. The other day he had this guest on. Let me share the link with you. And those people are just as important, um, to serve. Because they're your brand ambassadors out there. Right. I think uh, some of the tips you shared are what I really used when I started out. Really, really believing that you have something of value to offer and also really going out there to serve and help people. Offering that, okay, I want tons of value out to my listeners or people to help them, but not to what I'm going to gain from them, but how I can also offer more value. And I think that's really a great tip that listeners really need to take note of. What value am I giving out daily, constantly? With that, you can get your ideal customers or clients coming to you. You know, there, one of my favorite quotes is from a gentleman by the name of Derek Sivers. And uh, he was the founder of CD Baby, which is the precursor to iTunes. Mm-hmm. And what he, what he said is, what's ordinary to you is amazing to me. Awesome. And if you think about that, the smartest person in the world right now probably knows a fraction of a fraction of 1%. You know, they may understand astrophysics, but they don't understand podcasting. You know, they have have no idea about different things. So everybody can bring different things to it. And and I look back at when I was growing up, uh, we lived in the – my dad grew up in the city of Chicago and we moved out to the suburbs afterwards. And he was so happy that he had this small, you know, piece of land with a house on it. And he went out and he got all of these fruit trees and he planted them in there. And after a couple of years, he didn't get any fruit from it. And finally, one of our neighbors, uh, who was a farmer that had moved into the suburbs, came over and told him, you know, Chuck, you're never going to get these because there's no cross-pollination. And my dad, being a city boy, said, well, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, you've got to have similar trees and they've got to cross-pollinate if you want to get any fruit out of it. 
And you know, Bernard, I think the same thing is true for our lives, that we've got to cross-pollinate with different ideas, different experiences in order to get the most fruit out of our life. Now, the problem is, is that you know, we don't have anybody doing it for us, but we do have great tools today that nobody had ever had before, you know, where we can connect with new ideas, connect with new people. And, you know, if you're ignorant today, uh, in most parts of the world, um, that have the internet, um, it's, it's largely by choice that you can reach out to these people. You know, mm. we've got a, we've got a mutual friend that lives, uh, 900 miles from me and probably what, uh, 3,000, 4,000 miles from you. But, but we still connect with them probably. We could still, uh, follow up with them right after this interview and, uh, through the internet. And, uh, he'd be tickled pink that, uh, that two of his friends got to meet each other. That, that's right. That's it. Uh, there are no boundaries and, uh, in this particular age. There are no boundaries. Virtually no boundaries. I, I don't know if you ha- you had it over in Ghana, but uh, we used to have this thing about like six degrees of separation. Um, and could you connect somebody within, you know, six degrees? And to me, I look back at that and go, that's man, that's like so Y2K. Uh, it's so like 20 years ago. It's today, I think if you're, if you're using the internet and connected, well, you can pretty much connect with anybody in, in two or three connections. And, and most people are very accessible. Um, I've been amazed at the, the people I've reached out to. I, I think of, um, Derek Sivers, who I'd mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, never, never met the man in my life. I've, I've, um, read his book and I talk about it continually, but one time I was online and, I think I had sent him an email or a tweet or something like that. It was a Friday night, and he started tweeting me back, and we had a conversation. And he was in Singapore at the time, and it was Saturday morning with him. And you know, uh, so people are accessible out there, and yeah. just just realize that you're an expert too, and you have something to share. And so have confidence, and and go out and find a podcast or find some kind of medium where where you can share your ideas. Well, great insight there, Tom Schwab. So, uh, as, as we round up, uh, what would be maybe your one, two, three million dollar advice on the subject of personal branding? Yeah, the, 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 the first one is you have a brand, whether you know it or not. So make sure that it's intentional. That would be the first one. Um, and I tell that to a lot of times to younger people that aren't worried about it. It's like, no, people will still find you on that. The second thing would be to be authentic um, and, and be real out there. Don't try to be a copy of anybody else. And then the third one is to get out there and be known. Uh, most of us don't have a lack of customers because we don't have a good enough website or that we don't have enough skills or that um, you know we need to learn one more thing. Now, most of us, the biggest problem we have in our business is that we're obscure, we're mm-hmm. unknown, and nobody knows about us. So instead of trying to read a book and and learn one more thing to to be perfect, which will never be perfect, take who you are and take it out there to the market, and and get in front of your ideal customers to interact with them. And you know, there's lots of ways you can do that. You can do that on blogs. You can do that on on videos. Uh, what we have found is that the easiest way. And really, to me, the most fun way and also the most effective way has been on being podcast interviews. You know, in our studies, we've shown that um, podcasts converted about one to two percent, whereas blogs, I'm sorry, 
blogs yeah. are converting at one to two percent, whereas podcasts are converting visitors to leads at about twenty-five to fifty percent. And really, that's just because of what how intimate the media is. You know, you're not just reading a blog or skimming it; you're actually hearing somebody. So um, I would say that you know that uh, get your brand out there, uh, be authentic, be consistent, and then the third one is be known. Take actions to do that. So, um, any new exciting project you're working on that listeners need to know from you? Ah, uh, very much so. Um, right now, like I said, I am an engineer, so by by nature, I always want to test things and see what works best. Uh, and so we're doing some exciting tests now and I, I share all my results out there. So, you know, if you go to interview valet and, and follow us there, you'll, you'll see it as we, we come out with it. But one of the things we're testing is what's the next step in, in building a relationship in nurturing your brand. Um, so after you've been on a podcast, is it just to send them an email or is it to do a video training? Uh, is it to do a webinar? What can take that relationship to the next level? Because ultimately, none of us just want more Facebook likes, right? <laughs> that, that you can't eat a Facebook like. And I think the the the, the truest statement that I have heard is today, your net worth is proportional to your network, and your network is those people that know, love, and trust you. So we're doing a lot of testing to say how can we move that along? How can we take, uh, you know, uh, after a video, what's the next step? After a podcast, what's the next step? And I think it's it's great information out there because it not only helps the presenter, uh, it not only helps the business and the brand, but it also helps the customer because the customer, you know, they want to feel connected to that brand also. Uh, so uh, keep a, keep an eye open for that, and I'm sure as we get the the data. We'll put it out there so the people can either um, do the test themselves and prove us right or do the test and uh, prove us wrong for their market. But uh, either way, we all should be learning from each other. Oh, that's, that, that'll, that'll be exciting. Looking forward uh, then. Um, uh, Tom, where can one get in touch with you? Sure. I, I love LinkedIn. Um, so if you come on to, to LinkedIn, I'm the only Tom Schwab in all of Kalamazoo, Michigan in the United States. That's one place. The other one, um, my company is Interview Valet. Uh, that's interviewvalet.com. And like I said, if you go to interviewvalet.com forward slash branding, it'll be everything that, um, uh, that Bernard and I talked about here, and you can contact me through there. Um, it's just Tom at Interview Valet, but I really do mean that what's ordinary to you is amazing to me. So I always put that out on podcast interviews. Some people take me up on it, and I'm thrilled by it, and uh, some people don't. But uh, I would encourage you, um, you know, please connect with me if I can be of any service to you. Awesome. So one last thing. What one thing would you like listeners to take action on now? Stop trying to perfect yourself, your brand, your website, and just get out there. You know, I, I'll say it again. You have something to offer the world. There are ideal customers out there that you are depriving of your knowledges, your services, your product. They're not hiring you because they're, the reason that they're not hiring you is not because you're not perfect. It's because they don't know about you. So you need to do something to go from obscurity 
and find a way to do that. And one of the easiest ways that we have found is being on a, on a podcast. So, uh, take action on that. Put your, put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. Thank you so much, Tom Chua, for this insight shared with listeners on, on personal brand, branding and marketing. We're grateful to you for sharing this. And listeners, don't forget to go to interviewvalid.com slash branding for all the resources that Tom mentioned on this podcast. Alright, so at this time, I want to recommend my latest book. So check it on Amazon.com today. Visit Amazon.com slash author slash Bennett Kelvin. The best is yours.